appreciate that, uh, you know, sometimes it just takes that little extra step sometimes into what God has for you to get what God has for you. And it's just a step, one step required. Steps of a good man, the Bible says, are ordered by the Lord. And it's that sensitivity to his heart and voice. If you remember from last week, we started looking at what it means to do life with God. Hands up this morning. Who would say, I'm doing life with God? Hands up. Six of you. Good. It's a good start. Doing life with God is, um, is our subject matter. And of course, this really forms the second part of this little short series. I just want to encourage you to take notes. Maybe uh, uh, reflect on the scriptures later, go back over them. But uh, uh, we started with uh, last week with John 10.10. And of course, it's a great verse of scripture. John 10.10, it says, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. Jesus says this, I've come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. Who remembers the old life? think back to the old life and you can say I remember what my old life was like I personally remember being anxious you know like I I found myself being anxious and I I must be all the A's I also found myself being angry particularly angry in fact probably angry more than anxious but the two worked hand in hand you know what I got angry about I then got anxious about and then what I got anxious about I then got angry about and I found myself there so much And yet the word from the Lord is what? Be not anxious for anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known to God. You know, we live that lifestyle. We're called to live that lifestyle where we turn our cares into prayers. You know, it wasn't that I then got a hold of that discipline and started to live that way. I mean, I did, but I felt that new life. I knew that something changed dramatically the day that I actually received Jesus as Lord and Saviour and he came into my life. I know that that life made a difference. And I woke up the next day after that event in a baptism tank in the suburb of Morley. I woke up knowing I was a new person, feeling it, sensing it, knowing. I still couldn't rub two scriptures together. So it wasn't what I'd learnt that day. It was the experience I had that day. And that's the funny thing about continuing on the faith that you have in Christ Jesus is that no one could have talked me out of my experience. That was the best part. You know, no one could come up with 10 better interpretations of the scriptures I was standing on and teach me something else because I couldn't because it was my experience that kept me on the path. Thank God for that. Amen. Thank God for the real experience, you know, that life-changing experience. I thank God for it. We all need to see that in God's uh, plan of salvation for mankind, he purposed that we would have abundant life. It's a life where God keeps manifesting himself. And about you, but I want more. You know, it's abundant and I want more of that abundance. This is a life that we're called to love, you know, and enjoy and, uh, and press in for more of. You know, that Greek word life uh, that's uh, uh, there as a Greek word, zoe life, literally translated as the God kind of life. And um, I I, uh, enjoy having fellowship with Pastor Bruce Connell uh, up there in, um, Pastor Bruce and Terry Connell up there in Kununurra. I don't know if you visited their church, if you have, King's Church in Kununurra, make sure you get there um, if you are heading that way. Good people. Uh, (laughs) 
he, uh, he speaks of people as being God, God people. Oh, good God. Yeah, he's a good, good, good God guy. You know, is how he, how, the terminology he uses. Oh, he's a good God guy. You know, and I go, I think he's talking about them living the life of God. And, um, and I appreciate that. But, you know, you can pursue the natural life, the life that is called this world's riches. I believe our guest, speakers a couple, uh, our guest speaker a couple of weeks ago was using the word Babylon. Kept on talking about Babylon. And that, that being the world's riches, all the things that you would pursue in this in this world, uh, you know, that we would call the world's riches or Babylon, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, or, or you can pursue the God kind of life. We made a decision way back then uh, in our early Christian life, my Christian life. And then as I met Rosemary, that we were going to pursue the God kind of life and um, heaven's riches not riches that we could put together. We gave up on home ownership. We just said, well, we don't know if that's going to be a part of our life. We're going to follow the ministry. And uh, home ownership may not make it, but God had a different plan for us. And we, we found ourselves in home ownership by the grace of God, not by working hard for 20 years and get that just enough to make that deposit. Didn't happen. And I'm not saying that it has to be that way, but the Lord dropped it in our lap. And we thank the Lord for that. And uh, we count it as a blessing. Heaven's riches. And uh, that involves inheritance, heavenly inheritance, and heavenly blessings. I say go for that. It's a lot, uh, a lot easier. Your choice. God will keep sowing his word into your life, and it's up to you what you do with his word that he sows into your life. What does the scripture say? It says the sower sows the word. He's going to keep sowing the word. And what we do is by faith we take it. And we run with it. You heard a good word this morning from Pastor Jenkin on uh, the offering and on giving and uh, that lifestyle of being a giver. Um, you know, uh, someone who, who uh, uh, sows prayerfully and uh, not tearfully. Uh, someone who gives from that heart of, uh, of faith and knowing that what God's saying, it's such an important place to step into that, uh, you know, heaven's inheritance, heaven's blessings. Uh, I was only thinking this morning, I didn't know you were going to mention uh, Abraham this morning, uh, Pastor Jenkins, but um, what a blessing it was. I was reflecting on how Abraham must have been so rich because he even had his own private army, you know. He went after, that, after those kings with his own trained 300-man army. I mean, who today has a trained 300-person army? Only rich people. Jesus. You know, that's right. Yes, right, Jesus. He's got, he's got his army. Amen. He's training us up. Amen. You know, um, it's sad to watch Christians going around and around in circles because they've not yet made that rock-solid decision that once and forever choice and chosen abundant life above any other life that you could possibly live. They get blessed to a certain degree, and I'm not saying blessings don't come on those who haven't quite chosen abundant life, but the blessing is soon lost because they're not committed to the God kind of life. You know, and uh, the God kind of life is going to require that we choose life, his life. And I want to talk about that today. Father, we thank you for today, Lord. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your promises that are in your word, Lord God, that we can get a hold of, Father. And Lord, that we partake of your divine nature through your promises, Lord. So Father, today as we, as we come around your word, Lord God, we ask that revelation knowledge would be a part of our, of our view, Father. 
Lord, that we would gain your perspective on things. Lord, we would see as you see, Father. And Lord God, we thank you for um, uh, the truth of your word. Lord, we declare, Father, that the entrance of your word gives us light. So, Father, we thank you for your word in our hearts today. And, Father God, the, uh, the, 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 the light that we receive in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Um, 2 Peter, 2 Peter uh, 1 and verse 2 to 4, it says, Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of, our, uh, and of Jesus our Lord, as his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Verse 4, by which, we, uh, by which have been given to uh, us exceedingly great and precious promises, but through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. You know, um, knowing how we got here is important how it was that we got access to the God kind of life. We talked about that uh, last week. Um, you know, sometimes um, we have to find out where we are first. And that's what, that's what coming to Christ does, doesn't it? It helps us to find out where we are. It locates us. But then, you know, the Bible says that the, wor the, you know, the, um, the word of the Lord is a lamp unto our feet. It shows us where we are and also a lamp unto our path. It shows us where we can go. And uh, that's, that's true from 100, uh, Psalm 119 that we want to hang on to. But it, the thing is, is then how do we maintain that? How do we stay on the path? How do we not veer off into other distractions? How, how do we stay from going back into Babylon, going back into this world's riches? You know, it's this information that, that, we, that we need to concentrate on. How do we come into Zoe life, the God kind of life? Well, if we're Christians today... Uh, we all entered through that same door. And that door is the only one door, which is Jesus. We all entered that way. And, uh, and it was with your words. Just think about that. It was with your words. You believed God's word in your heart and you said God's word with your mouth. Romans 10, 9 and 10. And you believed uh, that God raised Jesus from the dead. And I, just going back to your communion message, the resurrection changed everything. Even, even for Jesus' mother, I believe, changed everything. And um, it, was just, it was just a couple of days, and he rose again. Hallelujah. But, we're, we're, you know, the truth is, faith is always found in two places. You'll find faith in these same places every time. Faith is found uh, in our hearts and in our mouths. If you've got faith, it'll be in your heart and in your mouth. If you want it to be effective, it'll be in your mouth. Because you've got to speak it, you've got to say it. Um, I think it's uh, Mark Hankins that, that uses one of those gang, uh, gang signs. You know, he does this, which is, which is the, 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 Bible, the Bible only says believe once in Mark 11, 23 and 24. But it says say three times. So it's your saying that's so very important. And my question to you today is what do you say? What do you allow to come out of your mouth? when you're talking about your situation, your circumstances, what you're hoping for, what you see. And I've said it many times in this pulpit, you know, the first thing I found out about uh, my own life when I first came to Christ was that I had a problem right under my nose. And it was the things I was saying. My own confession over my life was destructive. 
And I had to pull it up. I had to zip it up. I had to stop saying those things. There was no consolation by just being able to share with someone about my problem. Because what I was doing was just getting out this this, this, this uh, 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 word spoken in belief over my future. And I had to change the way I was looking at my future. I had to start seeing it in the light of God's word. And uh, that's a, that's, that took a little bit of a change. But I'll, I'll get to what happened and, and you'll see. Um, we're saved by grace through faith. God extended his grace toward us, his unmerited favour. And we then received it by faith. And, uh, but this is how we got where we are. Jesus came to seek and save the lost, that which was lost. And uh, John 1 in verse 12 says, But as many as received him, just watch this, many as received him, to them he gave the right to become the children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, but nor of the will of man, but of God. Read that bit. Notice the two parts of this is he loved us where we were. That's, that goes without it, you know. And as we go on in ministry, we learn to love people where they are. People need to be loved where they are. We're never going to reach them. He loved us where we were. And our salvation is a free gift from God, which is step one. Step one. Step two, we have the right to live as mature sons and daughters of God. We have a right to go on in our maturity. We have a right to learn how to bring the word of God and make an application of it in our lives. We have that right and become those mature sons and daughters of God as we continue. This is a pathway, you know, that uh, for all that are saved, all that receive him as Lord and Saviour, to go on and become those mature sons and daughters of God. He's given us that right to go on with him, to know his heart. Mature sons and daughters know his heart and actually see as he sees. That's where we start moving into the gifts. The gifts start not just coming to us, but through us. We start operating in those, those insights, those glimpses. Uh, the prophetic starts to come alive when we're even looking into uh, uh, other situations as the, Lord, as the Lord supplies. But doing life with God is going to require a faith walk. All right? And that has less to do with your steps and your stride and your swagger, but has everything to do with your saying and your praying. You know, if you're facing difficulty at the moment, and I know I am, is anyone else facing difficulty at the moment? Two hands, good. I'm in good company this morning. Three hands. I thought you were putting your hands, on your, uh, your hands up. You just, yeah, there we go. But if you're facing difficulty tomorrow, uh, 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 today and tomorrow and you've got something ahead of you, my question to you is, is not, well, what are you going to do about it? My question to you is this. What are you saying? You know, how are you, how are you pitching the outcome of your circumstance with your words? Does your words involve what God says? Or your negative neighbour? What your negative neighbour is saying? or family or relative. Believing and receiving, confessing and possessing is what we're called to. You know, we're called to inherit God's promises. Doing life with God is going to require a faith walk, but it has to do with our saying and our praying. We choose the new life, the God kind of life, with our words, believe it or not. 
we do with, with our words, what we're saying. And I'll, I'll just a couple of scriptures, Proverbs 18, verse 20 to 21. It says, a man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. Wow. From the produce of his lips, he shall be filled. Hmm. And I like verse 21 as well. Probably verse 21 is more well known. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat the fruit of it. And that can be on the negative as well. You'll eat the fruit of your tongue if it's on that negative side. Speaking all the bad things. My, my life never turns out all right. You know, that always happens to me. Something goes wrong. Oh, that always happens. Yeah. doesn't always. But look what you're saying. You're calling an end to your life. How true this is. The abundant life that Jesus came to bring doesn't just drop out of heaven on you. Once, you, once you've got your little white Bible and you walk out of your first church service. You know, at first there's a few little, ble- I noticed there's a few, few little, what I would say, easy blessings that came and just again confirmation that this is all true and this is great and this is God. I found I got to a point where the Lord actually was going to hold me responsible for the way I was living, walking and talking. And he started to correct, started to show me. I find now it's very hard to speak ill of people. Very, very hard. I can only just start heading that way and I get the grieving in my spirit that just stops me in my tracks. I come back to saying what God says about God's people. Or the guy over the back that plays a loud music. (laughs) You know, I have to come back to what God says. And, um, you know, I found as a new believer that I had to work my faith. Early part of 1986... Um, in a vision, the Lord showed me a door that he wanted me to go through. Who loves the movie The Matrix? Tell you, this was something like out of the movie The Matrix, all right? And, um, you know, it was, it, was, <laughs> it was something like that. It was like this bright light behind this door. And uh, I just knew that what God was saying to me in this vision is that I had to go through that door. And I was no Neo, you know. <laughs> I, 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 had to, I had to go through this door and um, understand this. I was already a Christian. Jesus was already my Lord. But what he was showing me that I had to go through this door. And as I did, everything would change. And I remember that season in my life. I remember what was going on. I, I remember how I was just sort of starting to come into looking to the word of God and finding promises and actually writing those promises down and, and, and then speaking them out in prayer on a daily basis. I was just coming into that. And, you know, it was this that the Lord was showing me will change everything. And I watched how it did as I began to take on that, that lifestyle of doing the word, speaking the word, believing the word, and watching what I was saying. And that door was everything to do with changing the way that I believed and spoke. And I tell you, I did, and I did, and I, I kept up. I made a fresh consecration to live by God's word and uh, to believe it, to speak it. It was a consecration to live by faith. And um, that was a turning point in my Christian life. Believe, receiving Jesus as my Lord and Saviour was, a, was a, a, a turning point in my natural life because then I came into the spiritual life. But this was a turning point in my spiritual life where I actually started to see not 
more than the pie in the sky, but the steak on the plate. This is where things started to really adjust. And the change and turnaround of my life, I can honestly say it was astounding. The provision for work that would get me through Bible college came to me. The provision of a wife, Rosemary's out in kids' church this morning, but um, the provision of a wife, who is my best armour bearer, you know. We do our battles together. It's great. We, you know, two are better than one. Hallelujah. That's all I can say. The provision, you know, the provision of where to live uh, uh, while we studied was, was, you know, in the mix as well. And, of course, the provision of a vision of where we would go and uh, find ourselves being called to as well came in an open vision in that season, at that time. The Lord just put it all together. But I tell you what, I had to go through that door. I had to go through it. And we saw how the Apostle Peter saw this as well. He saw this life. 1 Peter 3 and verse 8 to 9. Finally, all of you be of one mind, having compassion for one another, love as brothers, be tender-hearted, be courteous, not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessing, knowing that you were called to this. What's that? To watch what you say. Watch what you let out of your mouth. That you may inherit a blessing. God's calling us to where the blessing is. And it starts with our mouths. Notice um, the blessing comes from following God's lifestyle. The lifestyle he's calling to. Doing life with God is require you watching what you say and watching what motivates your words. Watch out for comparison. Can I just get an amen on that? Watch out for comparison. Oh, look what, look what they've got. Look, you know, the, I tell you, nothing will breed uh, insecurity and, and, and annoyance than watching what someone else is having. It's very true. Watch out for envy. Someone said, if you're going to be honest, be honest with the person in the mirror. That's the first person you should be honest with, that person looking right at you. You're going to have to make the decision to give up on being satisfied by revenge. When was the last time you acted in revenge? No one's even saying anything at the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you forgot about it. There you go. You <laughs> thought about it. Um, you know, revenge is never going to give you anywhere near the satisfaction of doing the word and doing God's word. I have a, um, a more solemn light, uh, um, a word I, I believe to talk about, admonition, um, and I really believe that it's for more than a few uh, today. So just, just tighten your seatbelt, all right? Um, you need to run your own race. Just say that. You need to run your own race. You've got a race to fulfil, a calling that God will judge you on one day what he has for you and you alone. You know, you make the best you you are and a terrible anyone else. And God's got a calling for you to fulfill. And you need to run your own race to actually get to that, you know, that prize. You just can't run someone else's race. Work out which is your lane and stay in it. You know, and, and I, I just say... 
There are some that need to repent of subtlety. You allow backbiting as only fair, only reasonable. You dismiss strife and division that comes from your words and you walk away without any sense of guilt. You do it with your words. You do it because of a failed expectation and understand that you have to run your own race. Okay, you can't have a failed expectation over watching someone else's race. Can I, amen? You can't have a failed expectation over that. You have to run your own race. And you cannot win this race by tripping others up. Wow. I can't believe I wrote that. <laughs> repent of that. I encourage you, repent of that. Because that behaviour is seen and known by the Lord and he sees the motivations of the heart. He looks on the heart and he sees it. And his face is against those that do evil, the Bible says. There is no inheritance of blessing when you choose to live that way. We've been told what to choose. Deuteronomy, choose life. Choose life for yourself. We go on to 1 Peter 3 verse 10. Bible College lecturer actually had us uh, learn this off by heart when we were in Bible College. He that would love life and see good days. That should be all of us. He that would love life and see good days. It's that word Zoe again, that, you know, that God kind of life. Let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. There it is again. This life that we're called to, this abundant life that we're called to participate in comes by what we allow out of our mouths, what we say. I just want to commend you, um, Les. You know, Les is one of those guys that was here when they poured the concrete that we're standing on. That's how far Les goes back and even beyond. I think at the time, even when the lamb was bought, Les, you were here. But I've been getting around Les for a long time now. Uh, usually catch up at least weekly. But I've never heard a cross word out of his mouth. Never once. We talk about problems and things that are going on and, you know, we, we, we always encourage one another. But I've never heard one cross word come out of his mouth in eight years. And uh, I think somewhere along the track, he got a hold of some of these truths. Always speaks well. Won't find him speaking bad about anyone. And I don't know what Linda's got to say about that, but, but anyway, <laughs> at least with me. Maybe he's just on his best behaviour with the pastor. I, I, I just, <laughs> but I just want to commend you for that, you know, because I've noticed and I see it. And, um, and I, I remember uh, way back in our days in country Queensland when we were pastoring uh, our first church over there. And uh, we had a guy that had been taught. Uh, after he got saved, his brother, who was, believe it or not, he, his brother was a, uh, a cowboy evangelist. He would go to the rodeo circuits, hire a hall in the town and preach Jesus. And they would actually announce it each rodeo. Oh, and Pastor Tim, he's having his meetings over at such and such hall, the CWA hall. If you'd like to go along and listen to Tim, he's a good old guy. World champion, uh, rodeo rye. And, uh, but his brother got saved and his brother lived just south of us in Tenerfield. Um, and, uh, and of course he used to drive up to us to come to church but it was only after about 12 months because after he got saved his brother said he said to his brother uh, Tim where do I go to church he says you don't go nowhere 
says, what do you mean? He says, no, no, you just stay where you're right where you are. I'll feed you tapes. And he just fed him tapes, books and tapes to just be discipled. And when he was released from that period of time, that guy wouldn't put a word wrong. Every word that came out of his word mouth was just about Bible. Just knew to speak the word only. Just knew it. Just lived that way. And um, I tell you, he was blessed. God was restoring to him so much that he'd lost and uh, through circumstances, through relationship. And uh, one of his favourite sayings with me, you know, I'd be talking away to him and, and he was better at it than me. I'd be talking away and I'd say something. He said, oh, I wouldn't say that. That was one of his favourite sayings. I wouldn't say that. And, I, you know, I'd be talking about one thing or another around the church. He said, oh, I wouldn't say that. And it was just repeated to me over and over again until I finally got it. He wasn't going to say that. He might stand by and let me say it, but he wasn't going to say, oh, I wouldn't say that. And uh, he really had confession down pat. And I loved it. It was uh, nice to see the blessing that came. Look what it says, verse 12. It says, For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Change is going to come by what we do with our tongue, by how we speak. We get saved by faith and then we must choose to live by faith. How does faith come? By hearing and hearing by the word of God. We're going to live that way. We become the children of God through the gift of salvation, but we go on to be mature sons and daughters by living by faith. Let's make a fresh consecration today. To live by faith, saying and praying God's word. Why don't we all stand this morning? I, you know, we've got the music there and I won't put you through another uh, clip. But what I'd really like to do is make an invitation this morning. And, and again, there's a few that, are, um, that I haven't yet met. And who knows? The first time I ever preached in this church, there was a lady that came in and, and uh, I asked her if, uh, if she'd been to the church before. And she said no. And uh, this is the very first time I ever preached here. And, and, and she stood there at the door and she said, but God woke me up this morning and told me to come to church. And I, I, I thought immediately, you know what, we're in business. You know, if God's waking people up in the middle of the night and bringing them to church, anything can happen, you know. And uh, I, I just believe that it might even be those among us who maybe you, you, you've heard me talking about uh, coming to Jesus, making Jesus Lord of your life, the prayer of salvation is a simple prayer that we can pray. It involves believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believing that God raised him from the dead. It's a very simple thing, but again, there's those two places where faith is found. That's all I did. I believed in my heart and I confessed with my mouth the Lord Jesus. And I was saved from that moment. Something changed on the inside of me. He came in and he cleansed me of all of my sin. And uh, I just want to encourage you this morning, if, if, if you haven't prayed that prayer before, maybe you've had a religious experience, maybe you've been in church all, all your years, and I heard one, one lady say, I've always been a Christian, I was born in the church. And, uh, and <laughs> we, we, oh, that's interesting. But, you know, I just, in, I just encourage you, you know, um, uh, there's an opportunity today to pray that prayer of salvation. And, um, you know, you, you may not ever join this church or, or come to this church again, but it'll be a day when you remember when you gave your heart to Jesus and let him in and, uh, and let him take control and make him Lord and Saviour. 
So I just encourage you with that. But what I want us to do, I want us to close today um, with a song, uh, I should say, with a, with a, with a, with a prayer together, a, a prayer of consecration together about, um, about being those ones that choose to live by faith, to go through the door, if you like. And, um, you know, you might perceive it some other way, but I saw it as a, a, a life-changing experience in my new life in Christ. And, um, and I encourage you to make that consecration today. So, Father, we, we thank you, Father, with all these um, uh, good, good folk, Father, stood before me this morning. I ask, Lord God, that you would, you would touch hearts and lives afresh today, Lord. Lord, both through the worship and, and uh, uh, through, the, through the word of God today and by your Holy Spirit today, that you would again bring about fresh consecration, a fresh purpose and decision for your people to live according to your word. Not just to hear your word, Lord God, but to be doers of your word. Lord, to be a people that pray your word, to speak your word, to see their life, Father, through the lens of your word. And Lord God, uh, believe to see it come to pass. So, Father, we thank you for all of your promises, Father God. Your exceeding great and precious promises. Your, your Bible, Father God, your, your word to us is full of them, Father. And, Lord, we choose to live by them. We choose to, to participate in our God-given inheritance by them, Father. And, Lord, as we do today, Lord, we ask your blessing. We ask your blessing. And, Lord, we, we, we watch over um, our words, Father, what we say, what we meditate on. Evening, morning and noon will we pray and cry aloud and Lord, you will hear our voice as we speak your word. Lord, you're there to perform the word that we speak. You perform your word, Lord God. We thank you for that promise. And Lord, we thank you. We thank you today, Lord, that we as a people can just humbly, humbly establish that new pathway for ourselves today. Lord, for those that have, who have slipped off that pathway, Lord, we see them coming back onto it. Lord, walking, uh, taking those steps, ordered by you, Lord God, going from faith to faith in the way we live our lives, Lord. Lord, from one word from you to the next word from you. Lord, we thank you for it. And we not, not to forget the words that you've spoken, Lord. Lord, the, the, the fruit of them will come back to us, Lord, as we begin to speak them again. Lord, we pray this out over your people today. In Jesus' precious name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Well, hallelujah. Well, we're going we're gonna to dismiss because I've gone just a little over time this morning. But we're going dis to dismiss. Maybe the guys can put that last clip up as we uh, start to fellowship. Uh, for all our travellers and those that are you know, with us this morning that, um, uh, that you might be heading off straight away, I just encourage you, um, uh, God bless you as you go. May every kilometre... That you, that you take from here to where you're going. Be blessed from the Lord and uh, covered and pr protected by his grace and goodness. Amen, everybody. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Have a great week.